0: The Museo ng Kaalaman Katutubo is a foundation undertaking museum development and cultural education. It assays various museological functions being true to one of the two primary or central notions in our name, Kaalaman. Muscat's collection is a repository of both tangible and intangible heritage and we explore and share these with everyone curious and interested in cultural objects, in processes of facture, and accompanying stories and sundry information. One of the ways we share and interact is Muscat's cultural branch, entitled Usapin Usapan, and delivered as a podcast. It is a venue for an informed and informative conversation between Muscat represented by yours truly and one subject matter expert. Oh, by the way, my name is Corazon Alvina. Today, we have a conversation with Dr. Eusebio Dizon, archeologist extraordinaire, scientist and professorial lecturer in the archeological studies program of the University of the Philippines. He has been among the lead scientists in the discovery and excavation of the Maitum Caves in Mindanao of the renewed exploration of the Tabon Caves in Palawan, the Human Origins Project in Southeast Asia, and human movements into the Batanes. He will talk to us about his experience in Bahong Dumaguete. Hello, Dr. Dizon. Hello, Bong, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, ma'am, thank you. Yes, I miss interacting with archaeologists uh, yeah. and uh, I miss conversations and discussions about dating and the uh, sites and the uh, hookah. So as an archaeologist, you worked on many, many sites, but you have been working on a site in Bakong, in Dumaguete, for a couple yeah. of decades, at least no? during my time at the National Museum, we were already sure. in Bakong. Mm-hmm. So what is this site and what are its dates?
1: Well, uh, Bakong turned out to be a very significant metal age site, uh, perhaps uh, from the period of about uh, 500 BC to 1000 BC. So uh, it has a long uh, occupation, but there are many, many sites uh, within Bakong which is a municipality of uh, Negros Oriental and quite near to Dumaguete city, about uh, six kilometers from Dumaguete. So, once uh, it was reported to us, uh, there were uh, jar burials that were uh, bulldozed uh, along the road uh, in 2010. That was... uh, when the first time we did a rescue archaeology at the time. Nevertheless, uh, back in the 1980s, uh, early 80s, the, some of these sites were worked by Carl Hatterer and his students. And even earlier, uh, Rosa Tenassas, uh, a retired archaeologist from the San Carlos University, did a lot of work on the site Mm -hmm. called uh, Saruno Site in Magsuhot, uh, Barangay Magsuhot in uh, Baco. From then on, we uh, excavated a number uh, of sites within this uh, uh, barangay and found out uh, several indications of different metal age sites uh, for a long tradition from uh, parandrum jar burial mm. and some uh, coffin shaped rectangular jar burials made of all uh, pottery and locally made designed by people and we did a lot of uh, excavations and found uh, evidences of uh, many glass beads from various periods and perhaps from different sites that were uh, brought to Baku uh, As a metal age site, there were uh, iron tools and implements, of course. And then uh, there were also glass bangles uh, found some human remains, uh, which were preserved a little bit, were also found inside these secondary jar burials. And interestingly, there were anthropomorphic figurines and design among the jar burials. And mm. of different kinds of pottery, which uh, of various size uh, could have been uh, placed one on top of the other signifying some kind of pastupa uh, oh. yes so uh, bakong uh, could have been uh, an early hindu buddhistic site although we found uh, some representatives of these kinds uh, in bakong even rosa uh, tinasas found a stone seat, which is now in the University Museum of San Carlos, but never able to identify it, uh, with suggesting uh, Hindu gods uh, like uh, Brahman, Shiva, and uh, some deities. Uh, it was carved within those stones, but it was only uh, identified like a uh, seat of uh barangay chiptain uh, there
0: so uh, but, yeah well, but uh yeah. Bong, um, yes if the date is uh, metal age what years would those be again please
1: between 500 bc and 1000
0: a.d so where these uh were these people if if there was a community if there were people uh doing this undertaking I, i'm assuming that the, the, the uh, pottery uh, the the jars uh, and the secondary burial rectangular jar, which is a beautiful thing I've seen it um, would these people have been making them, and would they be uh, would they be part of the Austronesian speakers' movement or would they be people who antedated the Austronesian speakers who came over from uh, Taiwan, as you and Dr. Bellwood uh, posited?
1: Well, they are uh, actually Austronesian-speaking people uh, by this time who have uh, migrated from north to south, and Bakong was chosen. So that uh, many people did not know that there were big communities in Bakong they locally manufactured these jars. We can see some impression of mats under the jar and they were poorly fired. Uh, Very uh, coarse pottery, but the uh, some uh, uh, pots are quite decorated and suggesting the symbol of uh, uh, Austronesian and uh, the uh, Sahuin Kalanai people, which are indicated on the scroll as designs of uh, some pottery that were found in Baku. And definitely metal age, the whole range of metal age, which they identified before, Uh, you know, archeologically, what is it historically and uh, socially? I would say that this is a part of the big Sri Vijayan empire where Philippines uh, was just an entry pot or uh, a satellite site and never really matured the way Sri Vijayan sites uh, matured in Cambodia, Vietnam, uh, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Uh, having our island very archipelagic, I think uh, they just passed here. So from the chronology that I uh, reconstruct, I can see that uh, from my tomb, for example, which you know, which is uh, a mm-hmm. date of 5 BC to AD 370. Uh, after this, there were indications of communities that uh, survived in Mindanao, in Seleiman lebak Otobato. Uh, these are the... Uh, Limestone urns uh, also used as secondary burials, and they did also have some anthropomorphic battery in them. Would that After, be the same lineage? Perhaps it's the same kind of culture that, uh, that were there. Uh, definitely, again, uh, they, they spoke the Austronesian language. And uh, from Seliman-Lebak, The other early sites, which uh, would be is uh, Bakung, Negros uh, Oriental. So they may have skipped a little bit of uh, Butuan, which we know uh, also existed in the uh, 9th century AD. And that's why they are all still in the lineage of uh, the Metal Age period. Although there were contacts, definitely, the Hindu-Buddhistic uh, travelers. Uh, of course, we know the uh, classic uh, Shiva temple in uh, uh, in Prambanan, uh, Indonesia. And in the Philippines, they were not able to uh, construct temples. Instead, they may have used pottery to represent symbolically these temples. And these are the findings in Bakong. So that is how significant Bakong is. Uh, Mm -hmm. Before, uh, we did not know anything about this, and even uh, during the time of uh, Hatterer and Tenasas, So it was plainly made like an Iron Age site. And the symbolism attached in that particular period of the Iron Age uh, was not really revealed. in the early times of archaeology in Bakong.
0: One question, but does yes. Bakong have the uh, source? Uh, did they have to travel far to get the clay? Is there, an, is there a, a, a local uh, source of the clay uh, to indicate that it was easily available? And also that, apart from specialists who make jar burials, therefore the pottery tradition is very strong. Is that the conclusion we can draw?
1: Yes, there are available clay uh, in Bacong that would match uh, this kind of discoveries. There were already analysis done uh, by another uh, American student to compare the uh, uh, raw material clay and the, uh, uh, the jar burial uh, clay. Ooh. So uh, that is easily available. And what is important in Bakong also is the Mount uh, Talinis, or uh, Cuernos de Negros, uh, which is well probably represented symbolically in these uh, batteries. Uh, there was like an M figure in one of the best represented rectangular pottery secondary jar burial and Which suggests that kind of environment uh, in Baku. So there is no problem for the kind of manufacture of uh, locally made battery in Baku.
0: Just for the information of the listener, uh, Muscat is uh, coming out with a book on uh, Philippine bladed weapons, and Dr. Dizon was uh, one of the authors. He wrote about the uh, metal part of the weaponry. And uh, would there be any sort, or what uh, we have in the book, are later uh, models? But in the sites in Bakong, uh, let's say Magzuhot, where they were there uh, any. Uh, weaponry, Any blades, other other metal implements, iron tools that were found?
1: Yes, uh, we have a number of uh, spearheads, for example, oh, and then nice. uh, and bolos or uh, uh, pointed bolos and square-edged bolos uh, that were found, and also some chisels uh, which ah. could be used for both buildings and oh. many. Uh, carvings of, uh, of wood. So these are found in Bakong. In fact, one site could have been a sort of a ritual site uh, with a number of uh, spearheads uh, found in one location.
0: Has there been uh, a publication of uh, the finds or do you have next steps? Do you need to uh, excavate more or is this a, a point in time where an analysis and a publication can be done about uh, the research? I know that uh, Dr. Juncker of University of Illinois, Laura, also worked in, in Bakong, no? And so is there any plan to have a, a sort of macro publication to cover this?
1: Well, of course, uh, we, always, uh, we archaeologists always have planned to publish everything that uh, we have. At the moment, what I have is a storyline of Bakong that which would serve less, like an outline of whatever is in there. In fact, one of the students of uh, Dr. Loria, Laura Yonker had a dissertation made on uh, some of the materials and uh, site location analysis in Bakong. What we observe, in fact, uh, from the jar burial practices is that the higher you go, the better and uh, more beautiful the jar burials uh, appear. It means to say that uh, there may be some kind of a chipdom and uh, a social complexity already involving Bakong on the status of those who were buried in these secondary burials. So from the lower ground, you just see plain and simple jar burials. But going all along up the hills, you get a better decorated jar burials and increasing number of uh, beads and metals. So these are some evidences which would suggest uh, a kind of uh, social stratification uh, within Bakong. And what we want to see also are the uh, habitation site. Now we know from the burials, we can reconstruct this kind of uh, social stratification in Bakong, but we how people live simply in their houses. And there are some evidences of uh, households and other kinds of uh, archeological debris or artifacts uh, found on the lower uh, ledges of the mountains, suggesting houses, but we want to explore more. Bakong is really uh, so rich in archeological sites and perhaps the other municipalities which we don't have any time to work there. But we get reports every now and then from like uh, Valencia that is mm. another quality uh, near Bakong and uh, another one near the uh, beach. Uh, but from from the ground level, the present ground level, there are indications also of the contact period site with a number of porcelains uh, dating Ooh. from the Ming dynasty. So, oh. you can see the continuous occupation uh, in Bakong from the Metal Age about uh, 500 BC to maybe 1000. And then uh, you see these uh, trade materials, uh, particularly porcelain, from the lower, uh, like, let's say, high divided 100 meters elevation, 200 meters elevation, and 300 meters elevation. So in the 100 meter elevation, that's where you find some habitation site. And 200 meters are already the uh, jar burials and uh, up to 300 meters suggesting uh, the kind of uh, decorations and complexity within those
0: jars. Mm -hmm. But uh, you are a specialist in the metal age. Uh, What what are the you know, settled characteristics of metal age in the Philippines? I mean, what are the uh, traits and characteristics uh, as uh, derived from uh, archaeological sites that you have worked on?
1: The metal age people are, uh, are a group of peoples with uh, have social complexity, as I mentioned, meaning to say they, they have uh, a kind of social stratification within them Uh, the leaders may have the best materials that they have and iron uh, or tools uh, which in the Philippine traditions were actually used mainly as everyday tools, but they can be used as weapons and so uh, looking at the jar burials if somebody buried there have this kind of iron he must be on a very high status because iron is very rare and uh, very expensive at the time. It could be more expensive than gold, in fact, because of its utilitarian properties. Uh, they can make uh, blades out of iron, but not gold. Gold is just very soft metal, and it's almost useless for an everyday uh, implement of an ordinary people and even among the uh, high status people who may have the uh, luxury of having spears, but spears, they can also be used for hunting, not necessarily for war. Uh, again, there are always uh, dual utility uh, from these kinds of iron. Unlike in many other cultures, like uh, the uh, uh, Roman Empire, they have swords, particularly used for wars. But in the Philippines, you don't actually see sword, but uh, mainly the everyday tool. I can see from your collection, it was very late when the blades became longer. Most of the blades in uh, the archeological finds are up to uh, 50 centimeters only. And once you have almost a meter, that is a a very big uh, sword or tool, you know, sword you can you cannot use for everyday tool. <laughs> it, <laughs> there is no flexibility in uh, doing chopping or anything. Uh, having a sword because they are so long, so you have a knife instead. That's why even uh, in the early period, like the Roman Empire, they have swords and knives and then spears. So these are particularly characteristics of the metal age period. Uh, uh, war uh, for example invasion uh, in Europe and in India in China that is the same all over you have uh, warfare material and you have uh, uniformity of the blades that you see in China in India or in Europe uh, like in the Roman Empire they were provided by the state and that we lack in the philippines so that's why we were only in the realm of cheapdom uh, Mm -hmm. during the metal age while the others they were already in their statehood but most of them uh, have this kind of uh, cultural and social evolution or development Uh, and of course the number of people is also involved uh, you can estimate in the like, uh, Roman state they were about uh, 10 to 15,000 people. But in Baku, you may only have at least 100 or uh, 200, so, not enough to build a soldier or an army uh, to uh, uh, do some kind of uh, invasion or colonization. This is the difference in Southeast Asia in, in terms of archaeology. Uh, there are very uh, the, the state formation could have been just secondary and, and it's not primary. That's why you have a very limited supply of irons or, or other tools that we observe in the archaeology.
0: And um, bon, um, mm-hmm. just to go, just to go back before, you know, before the blades. Of course, we had ad- adzes and a uh, little axes. Did the production and use of, let's say, adzes? Do we have uh, metal adzes in uh, any collection? Uh, not exactly from Bakong, or the the adzes are normally of. Uh, well, there's a shell ads I know that Bla- uh, uh, Bayer had the jade ads and. Uh, did they stop producing adzes for uh, as a utilitary, uh, utilitary weapon? I mean, uh, tool as, a, as an implement.
1: Yes, that's right. From the even late Neolithic, the axes, stone axes, were quite uh, uh, popular or available. But later on, uh, in Bakong particularly, we found uh, chisels the way I have uh, analyzed chisel from uh, many uh, sites from Cebu that were collected by Carl Gauthier in the 1920s. So chisel uh, 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 replaced the access because oh. it can do the better work in carving like uh, a log of wood for uh, to, to be made into a boat. So uh, that's how they disappeared. I think the utilitarian function uh, were made available uh, in iron and a better, uh, harder tool to carve wood than uh, stone.
0: I see. Well, I think we've covered just about uh, what we wanted to do in the beginning. But let me ask you, what are your plans as an archaeologist? What next? What is your next? Uh, uh, are you continuing Bakong, or uh, is there another site? Of course, I, you cannot tell the name of the site or the place because, uh, you know, that's secure for security purposes. But what next for you?
1: Well, uh, you know, I am retired now uh, completely from the National Museum, so I don't work. But I am invited uh, by a colleague, Laura Yonker, who would have some kind of funding to continue Bakong. The mayor in Bakong is very excited, Mayor- uh, Alviola, Yes. Yes. And uh, he is prepared to uh, put some funding he has always been a big help uh, mm-hmm. to us since 2010, uh, yes. and he, even if he was not the mayor, the, the wife became the mayor, the complete support was there for archaeology. Yeah. But that the mayor, I think, would still want to have
0: the materials uh, in Bakong because it's his, uh, municipality. But uh, you're retired, but not really retired because you lecture in the Archaeological uh, Studies Program still, and uh, do, is there any text that you are at present actively writing?
1: Uh, I am, I am uh, reviewing books, and I have some articles that I need to uh, uh, revise and send to some journals or uh, chapter of a book. Uh, there is one chapter which is now approved uh, by uh, uh, Oxford University Press and the university, uh, which is uh, edited by Charles Hayam and Kim Nam, and I have a chapter of uh, Philippine prehistory uh, in this uh, big volume on the uh, archaeology of uh, Southeast Asia. I think,
0: yeah. And you still lecture in the ASP. That's very good. Thank you very much for that exciting narration of the metal age, of pottery, of community. We hope that this was only the first of our conversations. Usapan with you, Dr. Dizon. There should be more.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, with uh, As you wish, you can invite me to uh, talk any topic that you are interested in and that I know of. It's okay.
0: Okay, thank you very much and have a good morning and a good weekend. Thank you, Bob. You're welcome.
1: You're welcome.